Welcome to Conversations with Marlon Bolton, the podcast. On Conversations, we exchange thoughts and ideas with people from different experiences and backgrounds, which help shape a better quality of life for our residents. These conversations bring fresh perspectives that foster our city's growth and resilience. Our conversation starts right now. All right, my name is Marlon Bolton, the District 1 City Commissioner for the City of Tamarack. Another episode of Conversations, one that I'm excited about because I'm sitting down with the Supervisor of Elections. His name is Joe Scott. Mr. Scott, welcome to my chair. Thank you. I'm sitting down with the Marlon Bolton, so I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> ah, man. Thank you so very much for, for that. Joe, you are amazing. You took over the Supervisor of Elections Office, and people are saying that it's running very, very smooth, and they're very pleasantly surprised. But before we ask you about your office, you are very much educated with an MBA you went to West Point. Tell me about your professional uh, journey. Sure. So, yeah, like you said, I went to West Point. I started my career as an Army officer, served for five years as a commissioned officer, including two and a half years near the demilitarized zone in South Korea. And then I spent one year as an embedded advisor with the Iraqi Army. I left the military because I had a young son. I actually left uh, for Iraq when he was three months old, got back when he was 18 months old, uh, missed out on a lot, and I wanted to make sure I was there for the rest of it. So when we, you know, after that experience, I decided to go ahead and get into the business world, got my MBA from Villanova University, worked in technology-oriented companies. I worked in operations management roles, sales executive roles, and really missed having that sense of passion that you get when you're serving the public and serving uh, you know, the way I did in the military. And that's what drove me to decide to go ahead and run for office and to come, to come in and become the supervisor of elections. That's amazing. And you are married for 17 years. Yes, I am. 17 years. Uh, and uh, my wife, Shannon, and I have a 14-year-old son who's in eighth grade now at uh, West Glades Middle School. So we are very proud of him. He uh, plays percussion in the band, and he's looking forward to being part of the uh, Eagle Regiment in Stoneman Douglas next year. Ah, very good choice. And lots of uh, testosterone in the house. You have a teenager yes. running around. So that's that's that, that's a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah. now he's uh, you know as tall as me and has a deep voice and you know thinks he's running things now. So you know every <laughs> now and then I got to make sure he knows who the dad is. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You like John Lewis, I assume. Oh, uh, yeah. Your bio said something to the effect of "We must ensure every vote and every voter counts." How important is that to you? It's critical, and it's never been more critical than it is right now um, when we have so many people in our country that are willing to, you know, throw away our democratic processes and the systems that we have, you know, built up over hundreds of years um, because they are concerned that they can't win without, uh, without trying to overthrow the system. Joe, I always like to ask the guests something funny about themselves that probably no one knows but you or maybe Shannon. So tell me something funny What's about funny? Joe Scott. What's funny about me is there's nothing funny about me. <laughs> there must be something stay, funny about you. I stay, I stay serious. No, but I, um, 
Let me see. So what I enjoy, you know, I definitely enjoy just kind of spending time with my son and anything. You know, he's really into playing video games when he's not doing his, you know, his music thing. Um, you know, so that's, you know, that's sort of how I unwind and enjoy myself. Um, other than that, my wife and I actually are licensed scuba divers. So we actually went out and got ourselves a uh, license to go out and scuba dive, although we don't go scuba diving as much as I'd like, but we're very adventurous people. So scuba diving, I've actually been skydiving. I love to ski. So I love doing things that are just, um, you know, high adrenaline type of uh, activities. What about skydiving? Yeah, so I actually went skydiving really? on my for my 30th birthday. And now I'm about to turn 40 and I got to figure out, you know, how do I top that? Because that's what I did. You know, I did that because it was a big milestone 30th birthday. Now I got another big milestone birthday coming up and I say, all right, what do I do to top skydiving as I'm getting ready to go for the big 4-0? Nice, nice. All right, let's get right into it, Joe. What major changes happened since you took office at the Supervisor for Elections? Yeah, I'll tell you, um, you know, for really for elections officials across the country, the game has changed in the past year. You know, most of the time these elections, they pass and people kind of move on. But this time there's really a group of folks out there who just haven't really moved on and are continuing to really just harass elections officials across the country. We're seeing a big exodus. A lot of people are leaving the profession. You know, honestly, we haven't had as big of a problem here in Broward County. I'd say the part of that is that I did, uh, I was very deliberate about engaging with some of those elements in Broward County that were leaning in that direction and just making sure that people see that we are committed to being transparent and to running fair, honest elections. Not that the other folks aren't doing the same thing. They all are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what we're focused on here in Broward County is making sure that we just maximize transparency, that everybody understands how the system works so that there just isn't room for these wacky conspiracy theories that are out there. When people try to come up with these crazy stories, we want to be able to counteract it with facts and be that trusted source that you can go to for information about elections. Every elected official or uh, every leader of an organization typically has something that they can call their own. So over the past year in the Supervisor for Elections Office, what is that one thing that you'd say you changed in the office and you're very proud of it? I think we've improved our systems of communication with the public. So, you know, one of the first things I did was I started our Instagram account. I've since then also started Twitter, and that was to add to what was already there, which we already had Facebook. We had Twitter. There was a Facebook and a Twitter. So I started Instagram. I started TikTok. Um, I started, um, we had a YouTube channel, but I basically took that YouTube channel to where um, we were able to get um, our Broward Votes address um, that we now use across all social media platforms. So really just enhancing our social media presence in the office. But in addition to social media, we created this, uh, or didn't create it, but we brought in a vendor called Ballot Tracks, which is actually sending out notifications to people uh, about their status of their ballot. So when you're, when you're using our vote-by-mail system, you'll get a notification that your ballot's on its way. We'll give you a reminder to send it in. We'll let you know that we received it back. And that communication just really helps build people's confidence that our vote-by-mail system works well, um, which it does. Um, the other thing is that we've also included a chat bot on our website and also through our phone system. You know, some of these projects are still a work in progress. We're trying to make them better. The, um, 
the chatbot on our website and on our phone system is AI powered. So it's learning and growing as we discover what types of things people are contacting the elections office to find out. You know, we started off by training the bot to notify people of where their polling location is. So if you need to know where do I go vote, the bot is trained to answer that question. That's about 25% of the calls that we get on election day. So so we're we're really using technology to engage the public in a new way, to reach out to people, to communicate with people so that it's easier for people to vote and participate in our system. That's awesome. You mentioned Broward Votes some years ago. Your website was Broward SOE. Now it's right. Broward Votes. Why the change? So the big one of the big things that you know we're facing now with all the disinformation and misinformation that's out there um, from all these people, the conspiracy theorists and the insurrectionists and all these folks that are anti-democracy, um, you know, we we have to counter that those efforts that are out there, and we need to make sure that the public sees us as a trusted source. So we actually went to a .gov website, which with it comes some additional restrictions and things and security measures that we have to make sure we put in place. But at the same time, it adds an extra layer of confidence from the public, and it makes the public see us as that authoritative source of information on elections. This is the place where you go when you want to know what the facts are. You know, you see something out there that doesn't sound right, doesn't, or if you just want to make sure that you're getting the right information, BrowardVotes.gov is the source for accurate election information. And before it was BrowardSOE.org, now it's BrowardVotes.gov. And your new website points to the old website, or the old website points to your new Yes, if you website. go, yeah, if you go to the old domain and there's lots of old links out there that get passed around, so the old links will still work. Um, it will, it will basically, it's the same website, but if you we still own BrowardSOE.org, so it'll take you over to BrowardVotes.gov. That's awesome information. Please explain the most current or the most recent election law changes. So the biggest thing that impacted us here in Broward County is the fact that they made it a lot more difficult for us to have drop boxes. Hmm. Now, drop boxes are critical to our vote by mail system because here in Florida, unlike a lot of other states, we don't have a postmark deadline for mailing back your ballots. So the vote, your vote by mail ballot has to reach the SOE by 7 p.m. on election night. And it doesn't really matter when it was postmarked. It's all about when it's delivered to us or when we receive it. So we actually pick up ballots from the post office. But getting them through the drop box, when it gets close to election day, you really have to go drop it in the drop box. It's too late to put it in the mail. You can't trust that the mail is going to deliver it to us on time. So the drop boxes are critical. So what we did before was that we actually had video surveillance on our drop boxes, which was fine. We never had any issues, no security issues, no fraud, nothing like that happened. But in the infinite wisdom of our Florida legislature, they decided to make it way more difficult for us to have drop boxes by saying that we have to continuously man the drop boxes anytime they're open to the public. And they attach to this a personal fine on the supervisor of $25,000 if there's ever a drop box that isn't being staffed when it's available to the public. So what this does is basically what it may, requires us to do is we have to have two people standing there because what if one person needs to go to the restroom or something like that? You know, if you're if you're away from your drop box, even for a moment, you could risk a twenty five thousand dollar fine. 
So we have to have two people standing there, which really what that does, it makes it so that you can't have the drop boxes all the time because it's cost prohibitive, mm. which means for some people, when they need to go to the drop box, we used to be 24-7. We cannot be able to do that anymore. You know, we have to pick the times that are more high traffic when we can, when it's cost effective for us to have two people standing there. And then that's when we have the drop boxes open. So that's the biggest impact we had. Another thing that really concerns me is just the fact that they made it more difficult for grassroots organizations to go out and do voter registration drives. And that's just sad because there's so many things our government could do to make it easier for people to get on the voter rolls. But our state legislature and our governor doesn't seem interested in making it easier for people to access the, the right to vote. He's putting things in place that make it more difficult to make it for people to have the right to vote. So it was very frustrating to see this law go through. It's frustrating to see some of the new proposals that are coming out of Tallahassee that are trying to go even further towards making it more difficult for people to vote and participate in our system. So it's something that's very concerning to me, but it's also something that just motivates me to find new innovative ways to make it easier within the law, what the law still allows us to do, to try to find ways to make it easier for people to participate in our system. There is an abundance of drop boxes in states like California, and Florida seems to regress, as you rightfully mentioned. But what do you say to those people who think that vote by mail is just not the way of the future? So it's very popular. Um, you know, people like the vote by mail system. And, you know, we're seeing it used more and more. Most recent election that we just had, um, we had, you know, 25,000 people vote by mail. And then, you know, we had 10,000 go to early voting or 5,000 go to early voting, 10,000 on Election Day. So it just shows you that we had more people. Our in-person options, you know, were smoked. I mean, vote by mail far surpassed our in-person, the two in-person options that we had. Um, so it's for the voters. The voters love vote by mail. It's very popular. And, uh, and it's something that's only probably going to grow with time, especially as people gain more confidence. I think the only reason more people don't vote by mail is because they're not confident in the system. There's some things we need to work on with regards to how the Postal Service processes our ballots to make sure that everything makes it back to us. Um, and also, you know, we need to work on just general communication to make sure that people know what's happening. Um, but I think that over time, we'll see vote by mail grow more and more because it is the preferred method. What? do people need to know about the upcoming elections in Broward County? So the new, the elections we have, the special election that's coming up now, um, you know, that we, we actually just had our primary election for District 20, which is the um, seat that was previously held by Alcee Hastings, who unfortunately passed away. So the, the primary election was over. Now, one unique thing about Florida is that we have what's called a resign to run law. So if you would like to run for all the people who wanted to run for Congress who already occupied an elected office, those individuals actually had to resign from the position that they were in in order to run for Congress. And it doesn't matter if you win or lose your race for Congress. Once you resign, it's irrevocable. So we did have here in Broward County, we had four of our elected officials who resigned to run for Congress. Now, two of those individuals were actually replaced by an appointment from the governor. But the other two, we have to have a special election to then replace those two people, right? So District 93, which is House, excuse me, House District 94 and Senate District 33 are the two that are actually having primary elections at the same time 
as the general election for Congress, right? So we're going to have the general election for Congress is going to happen on January 11th. At the exact same time, there will be a Democratic primary for state Senate. And then another wrinkle, just to make it a little bit more complicated for everybody, is that that House, that Florida House seat, which is House seat 94 in the Florida legislature, we only had Democrats qualify for the ballot. So since only Democrats are running, they won't have any anybody running against them in the general election. So that makes the primary basically the same as a general election. It's what we call a universal primary. So everybody will be able to vote in what is essentially a Democratic primary, but it's actually open to everybody. Whereas normally our primaries are closed in the state of Florida. So for Senate District 33, you have to be registered as a Democrat to vote in the Senate District 33 election. But in the House District 94 election, everybody gets to participate. So the poll workers are going to have a good time explaining this to everybody, why you have this election on your ballot, but not that election. You know, some people might live in one some people live in two, and some people live in all three of those districts because they overlap each other to a degree. Mm. So you have, we have 10 different ballots that are going to be out there, and you get a ballot based on, A, where you live and what your party affiliation is. So it is complicated. And we, <laughs> we actually sent out a newsletter to everybody who's participating in this election just to give you the breakdown and tell you specifically what you're going to see at the, uh, at the polling place and why, based on where you live and what your party affiliation is. It is a very complicated process indeed because I got my ballot and I'm voting in the Senate District 33 election and also voting for Congress. But my friends who live in District House District 94 does not get some of the same information that I, that, that I get. So you're doing an awesome job with making sure that the people who live in a specific area get their correct ballot. So that's very much a kudos to the supervisor of elections office. So there is an election in March as well. Right. So in March, we'll have municipal elections. So several of the cities in Broward County will have municipal elections in March. At the same time, we will have our general election for Senate District 33. So there is an actual, there's a Republican opponent. So whoever wins the Democratic primary will face the Republican in the general election on March 8th of 2022. Lots of residents called me and they said, why am I getting another ballot? And these are people who always vote. So they take it extremely seriously. I'm so, so very glad that one of your pet peeves is making sure that communication is important which is why you're here to explain that process to our Tamarack residents. Tell me about some of the other elections that we're going to see in 2022. So we have the January election, we have the March election, and then is there another election in 2022? We have a total of four elections happening in Broward County. So after March, the next one coming up will be August, which is actually very critical. That's when the primary election will happen for many important seats, including the governor, we have a U.S. senator on the ballot. All of the members of Congress are up for re-election. So including District 20, where we just, uh, you know, we just had a special election to fill the remaining time uh, that, that Alcee Hastings had left on his term, that race will be back up in August. 
So, um, so all the congressional seats, as well as this U.S. Senate, state-level seats, there's a lot of various offices that will be on the ballot. In August will be the primary election, and then November will be the general election for those offices. And explain to our residents why we had an election this past November. We'll have an election in January for Congress, but then we'll have another election in August and then again in November. Yep, because the these are the elections that we're having now, the one we had in November, January, and part of the March election are special elections. So it was it was triggered by the passing of Alcee Hastings. So that triggered basically a domino effect where we had to have a special election to replace him. Then the people who resigned to run for that for that seat, we had to have special elections to replace them. So and just to make it even better, at least for these other seats, the ones that were appointed by the governor, which are two county commission seats, and he will likely appoint a, uh, uh, or there will be an opening on the school board as well. Um, so those, th- so the two of those will also be special elections, but they will happen simultaneously with our regular August and November elections. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the regularly scheduled elections. Um, Broward County Commission District 9 will be a special election this year. And um, school board, I believe it's seat three, is also a special election happening this year. Awesome. How do people stay in touch with new developments in the Supervisor for Elections office? So like I said before, the best the best place to get information is our website, BrowardVotes.gov. I would urge everybody to follow us on social media so that you get those notifications pushed to you in uh, the place that you're actually looking, which is in your your Facebook feed and your Twitter feed and Instagram and all those different places. Our handle is at Broward Votes. You can subscribe to our YouTube page. You can follow us on TikTok. You know, we're, we're all over the place. So um, get there, follow us, and the information will come to you. Who came up with that Broward Votes domain name? Um, I did. Nice. Thank you. Cutting edge. Very, very smart. We thank you so very much for coming to Tamarack to talk to us and give us the quality information that you did. I don't think any other supervisor for elections has spoken to us before. Well, you precede them. (laughs) So we appreciate you, Joe Scott. Thanks for coming and uh, sitting on our chair. Hey, Marlon, I appreciate you having me. It's great to be with you and great to see you again. It's been long. It's been too long because of COVID here, so it's good to see you again. Joe Scott is the supervisor of elections in Broward County. And for those residents who want to get more information on Joe's office, go to BrowardVotes.gov. My name is Marlon Bolton for another edition of Conversations, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Conversations with Marlon Bolton, brought to you by the City of Tamarack, Office of Commissioner Marlon Bolton.